everyone, and thank you guys so much for joining me today, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Nutrition Humana podcast. I'm going to be your host, Abby Green. I'm 16 years old, a high school student in Southern California, and I'm a bit of a wellness fanatic. Um, nutrition, health, and wellness are my passions, and I've done research on many topics and tried lots and lots of different natural remedies, and I want to share my knowledge and experiences with all of you guys. But before we get into our topic today, um, I'm just going to tell you guys a little bit about how I turned my passion into the podcast. Um, so first off, from the very beginning, my favorite subject has always been science in school, like specifically chemistry and life sciences. Um, I've always loved learning about nature and our environment too. Being outdoors always has been super fun for me. And when I started high school, I took chemistry and then AP chemistry, which is my, currently my favorite class. Um, and I was totally fascinated when my chemistry teacher would discuss to us about the science behind food additives and then the chemistry of how carbohydrates work in our bodies. So this is kind of where I really started to think about health and wellness um, and just about nutrition and the science behind what goes into our bodies. So I started doing research and read everything I could get my hands on on the subject. And then I became totally fascinated with probiotics, fermented foods, and gut health which is going to be our topic for today. So let's get right into it. So the first thing you're going to ask is what are probiotics and fermented foods? So I do have some definitions for you guys. Um, to start off, probiotics are life forms of bacteria that when consumed are going to directly increase the population of good bacteria in your microbiome. So your microbiome is kind of the scientific word for your gut. Um, but these good bacteria are going to play an important role in maintaining your health and help fight disease. So probiotics are basically foods or supplements of good bacteria that can keep you in optimal health. Um, and another fun fact is they are very um, plentiful. So there's actually 500 probiotic strains, which is kind of quite a lot. Um, but now for fermented foods, they're going to be defined as foods or beverages that are produced through controlled microbial growth. So they all undergo the process of fermentation. Um, they have become all an important part of the diet of cultures around the world, and their health impacts is just starting to get a lot of attention by scientists. So for fermentation, I want you guys to think of a jar of pickles, for example. Um, all the juices, spices, dill around the fermented cucumbers. So during fermentation, um, these bacteria are going to synthesize with the vitamins and minerals, producing active peptides to serve to remove some of the non-nutrients in the mixture. And these peptides are extremely important in the process of fermentation and are going to be responsible for the known health benefits in fermented foods. Um, within the peptides, there's going to be acids um, labeled as CLA for short, and they have blood pressure lowering effects. And another type of peptides um, in the mixture have anti-allergenic, antioxidant, and antifungal properties. So for today, I also wanted to focus on three of the most common strains of probiotics that can be found in everyday foods and popular supplements. So the first um, most common strain, or I'll start by saying all three of them. So the three most common types of strains of probiotics are Lactobacillus plantarum, Lactobacillus brevis, and Leuconostic mensingeroids. So according to research from the National Health Institute, um, our first strain, Lactobacillus plantarum, is a type of lactic acid bacteria that can enhance immune health by helping increase the presence of good bacteria in your microbiome. So this is going to make it easier for your body to fight off infections. And it can also improve digestion by helping clear your digestive tract of harmful bacteria. And it's going to make it easier for you to process and digest foods. 
So finally, lactobacillus plantarum can also help with bad symptoms, very unfavorable ones, <laughs> like bloating, stomach pains, and just general upset stomach that everybody hates. Um, but the best ways to get this type of um, probiotic is from fermented foods like sauerkraut, brined olives, kimchi, and then my personal favorite, which is sourdough bread. So that was Lactobacillus plantarum, and next we have Lactobacillus brevis, which is going to be another type of lactic acid bacteria that can increase the presence of healthy gut flora and just overall boost your health. So this strain can help our bodies with strength and protection against foodborne pathogens, which is super important because it can help your um, gut fight off bacteria and pathogens like E. coli, which can be extremely dangerous and it can make you super sick. It can also help with improved immune defense by helping you increase the presence and efficiency of white blood cells, which makes it a lot easier for your body to fight off viruses. Lactobacillus brevis can be found in foods like yogurt, again, sauerkrauts, pickles, and kimchi. So those are the two lactobacillus strains. Um, they definitely are the most common ones found in foods that you're going to see every day. Um, so like what I was talking about, yogurts in the grocery store, it'll stay on the front label that it contains probiotics um, and that they're active cultures. Uh, I think it definitely seems like as research has grown on the field of probiotics, I think that food manufacturers are definitely going to want to crash in on the benefits. Um, so for our third strain, it's going to be the mesenteroides, and it actually is a little bit different and it plays a still, still plays a significant role in developing the essence and benefits of the fermented foods that I just mentioned. So this is an important probiotics because it is responsible for starting the fermentation of vegetables and it reduces the incidence of unpleasant spoilage of microorganisms. And it actually works with our two types of bacteria, ensuring that the lactobacillus can thrive in the fermented veggie mixtures. So this strain is gonna help with your immune system. Um, it's gonna help it stimulate body-wide reactions to harmful invaders, and it can protect your GI tract from bad bacteria that causes stomach discomfort. So these again are found in sauerkraut, pickles, pickled veggies, and kimchi. So those are gonna be the three most common strains, um, but your digestive system alone has more than a thousand species of bacteria. So you definitely want to get in your probiotics from multiple different types of foods to help maintain a good digestive health. But the question is, where do these probiotics live in our bodies? So what I was talking about before, the simple definition of the microbiome is the home to the collection of all the microbes, including fungi, good and bad bacteria, viruses, and our genes that naturally live inside of our bodies. So mainly all of the microbes come in the form of food that we, we eat. So it comes from the food. Um, so you really are what you eat bacteria-wise. But now I want you guys to think, just a little visual, think about the anatomy of the human body. We chomped out our foods in our mouth. It travels through the esophagus to the stomach, and then the small and the large intestine. Now, the bacteria want a nice cozy home to live in. The options are going to be your chomping mouth, acid fire of your stomach, chemical wasteland of the small intestine, or the vitamin-rich large intestine. So if I was a bacteria, I would definitely choose the large intestine to be my new home. And that's also where the bacteria choose. So um, the large intestine is full of water vitamins and short-chain fatty acids. So those are kind of like fungi molecules that live in there. Um, 
and bacteria love to eat these. So sadly, viruses would also love to live in the large intestine, and that's kind of why we get sick. But the two main microbes are in the mouth and the large intestine. So this is also where bacteria like to eat sugar starches. And um, when they eat the sugar and starches, they poop out acid or vitamins. And these vitamins are crucial for our health. And without them, we definitely could not live. So the diversity of these microbes and our microbiome is extremely great with millions of different types. And balancing the total population is very important. So it's always good to have a good balance. So we just said mostly about everything in love. Um, but with too much of a certain microbe, the microbiome could become unbalanced and can make the other microbes less functional. There's also um, a large microbiome around our body on our skin, but this is less about what today's topic is going to be about. So now that we covered what probiotics are and then kind of where they are in our bodies, I wanted to get into some of the um, recent research findings that I found particularly interesting about probiotics. Um, so there was a study done by researchers at the Stanford School of Medicine in 2021, so just a couple of years ago, um, where they held a clinical trial with 36 healthy adults. So these 36 healthy adults were randomly assigned to a 10-week diet that included either fermented foods or a diet that included high-fiber foods. And I thought the results were pretty interesting, so we're going to get into that right now. Okay, so now for our results. So what they found was that the group that ate the fermented foods, such as yogurt, kefir, fermented cottage cheese, kimchi, fermented vegetables, um, and different drinks like kombucha tea, had an increase in the overall microbial diversity in their gut. So they also found that this group had four types of immune cells that showed less activation, and the levels of 19 inflammatory proteins measured in the blood samples also decreased. So this is a huge finding because we know that inflammation is the cause of autoimmune disease like arthritis. Um, and Christopher Gardner, PhD, who is the Director of Nutrition Studies at Stanford Prevention Research Center, said that these findings show that microbiome-targeted diets can change immune status, um, providing a promising avenue for decreasing inflammation in healthy adults. This finding was consistent across all participants in the study who were assigned the higher fermented food group. So the second group in the study that ate the high-fiber diet include, included lots of beans, seeds, whole grains, nuts, fruits, and then non-fermented vegetables. Um, and it actually showed that none of the 19 inflammatory proteins decreased, but they also didn't increase like the group that ate the um, fermented foods. So on average, the diversity of this group's gut microbiomes pretty much stayed stable, um, so nothing really happened. But in Erica Sonnenberg, PhD, who was a senior research scientist at Stanford, said that we expected high fiber to have more universal effects and increased microbiome diversity. However, the data suggested that increased fiber intake alone over a short period of time is insufficient to increase microbiome diversity. So this study really just demonstrates the way um, your diet can shape your gut microbiome and affect your immune system, overall health, and well-being. So it provides a great case for adding more probiotic or fermented foods into your diet. Um, there's still a lot of research that needs to be done about how these foods make you feel, um, but they certainly can make you feel different. But in the research paper, the study clearly represented how food indefinitely affects your gut microbiome, and even just a simple change in your diet can help improve overall gut health. So the researchers were definitely surprised to find that the probiotic diet or the fermented food diet increased the subject's diversity in their microbiome over the high-fiber diet. 
um, and that didn't really have any unicrotial effects on the microbiome. So I think that scientists were kind of looking to discover that both diets, so the one in probiotics and the one in fiber, um, were both going to have an impact. But um, the study for researchers at Stanford proved that uh, what you eat can definitely impact your microbiome. So I think it was a significant finding, and there should be a lot more studies done on which like types of probiotics specifically can um, help have the most positive impact on your overall digestive health and immune systems. So more research is definitely needed to, um, to prove these findings, um, but it's just interesting to show how our diets can um, really just eliminate taking medications that we need um, to better our health. So I'm all for it. And now we have a second study that I found very interesting as well. This article really sparked my interest. Um, there was a study published in the Journal of Nutrition Cancer that showed that consumption of sauerkraut, or which is fermented cabbage, it's very rich in probiotics, um, was connected with a significant reduction of breast cancers. Uh, women in Poland, on average, eat 30 pounds of sauerkraut a year and have a significantly lower rate of breast cancer than women in the United States, where the average consumption of sauerkraut is very low. So this study examined um, a group of Polish women who had migrated to the U.S. These women ate a significant amount of the sauerkraut, literally 30 pounds a year, um, and it can continue to eat the large amounts of sauerkraut in their adulthood as well. So this study found that the greater consumption of sauerkraut foods during both adolescence and adulthood was associated with significantly with lower breast cancer risk. So this is huge. Um, this study also highlighted the roles of sauerkraut plays on um, key enzymes involved in estrogen metabolism. So estrogens are considered a major breast cancer risk factor and their metabolism by P450 enzymes have been found to increase carcinogens in the body. This study was specifically really interesting to me because um, my mom's family comes from Poland and we eat slightly more sauerkraut than the average American family. Um, but the study definitely makes me want to try to incorporate it more into my daily diet. So for both of these um, studies, the one with the Stanford study and then the Polish, the Polish immigrant study, um, it really just kind of proves how important it is to eat probiotic foods every day. Um, some other great examples of probiotic foods from different cultures are kimchi from Korea, miso from Japan, ghee, which is fermented butter from India, um, fermented soybeans in Indonesia, kombucha tea from China, kefir from Eastern Europe, and probably the most popular probiotic food, which is yogurt. So thank you guys so much for listening today. Um, I hope you guys learned as much as I did and the important role that probiotics play in our everyday journey towards optimal health and wellness. So stay tuned for the next episode.